So welcome to this podcast. I am more precious than gold. What this is about is all about putting the spirit first. You know, people live in a worldly world. So again, this is like a first intro before the main intro. Um, or maybe it'll end up being a main intro. Let's see. But anyway, so this podcast is really going to uh, talk about some words which I do not like. Um, and again, it's quite interesting because we are coming up on the feast day of Mary Magdalene on Wednesday and some people throw these accusations even though it's it's not biblical at all and there's no like link to it at all but people projecting it from their worldly sort of like eyes um, onto others so it does tackle um, some of those types of accusations and within here in terms of like the word which is used which I just I mean I remember hearing a priest using it actually and it was on an online thing I thought oh my gosh put that off straight away it's awful that kind of language um but anyway um you know I've now utilized that language myself because it's actually in the bible and the holy spirit brought me to it so I kind of had to in surrender to the holy spirit approach it but it's all about you know um not the word as in what it actually really means it's kind of like using it as a metaphor or kind of like linking it to the way that the world the worldly world is in terms of like um seeing things as just things um and so the real kind of point of this is trying to kind of help and facilitate people into kind of like going beyond that and um obviously like rising in ascension to furtherance in themselves for higher levels of success in different areas. So here we go and onto the intro intro and then the podcast, enjoy. Right, so I was just out today checking on, checking on some fruit. Now, <laughs> I'm just saying, oh no, hang on a minute. Is there not a piece in the Bible that says something about sowing in the spirit and sowing in the flesh? So if you plant like actual real physical seeds, then is that like sowing in the flesh? I hope I have done the right. Yeah, no, no. I'm sure I've done the right thing because I did pray about it. Of course, I'm always used to just sowing in the spirit. And so that's a huge thing. It's amazing to see the results of that alone, right? Um... But yeah, I wish I could find that particular part in the Bible. I'll have a look at it and see if I can find it again and we'll add it on in here at some point in any case. So thanks be to God for the opportunity to um, do this. It's, I love doing this. It's so fun. I haven't been able to actually um, download certain things due to storage. Storage is a big thing, actually. Um, talking about storage yeah I have been moving from I've had to move obviously from one place to another and then you know with everything going on during the pandemic there's loads of different things to think about <clears throat> and so I've got like different things in one part of um, Scotland others in another and another etc it's just that way um, but yes I had to look sort out about the storage as well and everything's been like closed till more recently so I had to like sorry and organize what I was going to be doing with that um so that's waylaid as well and it didn't really have to be but now it is and anyway um so that's all getting sorted out I'm drawn to the the word business men <laughs> in revelation what does it say Holy shamoli, I can't believe I actually like said this. I like just knew in the spirit I was quoting Revelation. Goodness gracious. To the person that I was speaking to, Arita Storage. And here it is right in front of us. And again, you know how this comes about. I just open the Bible, right? Because I don't oh gosh, just seen another word. I do not like that word at all. Anyway. Um but yeah, that's how I do it. I just open it up and it's really on point every single time. So let's see what it says here. Um, so we're going to go to this. We're going to look at what it says about businessmen. We're going to find out about this. I mean, I had to like speak to someone 
um, who is a business person um, today because obviously they've got part of my things. They didn't have to have them. Could have just like kept them in the one place and then collected them anyway. However, um, <clears throat> with their interesting ways that they go about things, I've ended up um, trying to get a little sum for themselves. So let's see what it says here. It says... The music of harps and of human voices of players of the flute and the trumpet will never be heard in you again. No workman in any trade will ever be found in you again. And the sound of the millstone will be heard no more. Never again will the light of a lamp be seen in you. No more will the voices of brides and grooms be heard in you. Your businessmen were the most powerful in all the world. And with your false magic, you deceived all the peoples of the world. Babylon was punished because the blood of prophets and of God's people was found in the city. Yes, the blood of all those who have been killed on earth. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a large crowd of people in heaven saying, Praise God, salvation, glory and power belong to our God. True and just are his judgments. He has condemned the prostitute who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. God has punished her because she killed his servants. Again, they shouted, praise God. And the smoke from the flames that can see in the great city goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne. And they said, Amen. Praise God. So, <clears throat> there we go. That's interesting. So what it's talking about there in terms of like, like trade and it's also like even mentioning like, you know, um, referring to Babylon as like the great pro uh, prostitute and all the rest of it. So it's kind of like when people go through the world and they are living by the world and lost in the world, there's a certain way of life and people have to have different businesses. We've all seen how God has really kind of like um, changed things on that front like so sizably with regards to the pandemic. So the word like prostitute in general is about this trade, this kind of like I give you this for this and it's all about you know businessmen I give you this for this so it's all a focus that's exterior on the things of the world rather than that of God and that's basically what it's all talking about is like how you know you're giving your body yourself your lives your focus into the world rather than to that higher calling of God right so there's like a two-way side there's like being lost in and of the world, that prostitutional, that trader, that business mentality kind of thing. Um, in terms of like, you know, go, not giving yourself to God, not giving yourself to higher calling, but giving yourself to something of the lower realms. Um, and seeing that is, um, you know, the main focus and getting pretty much lost and just... Um, how, you know, as God sits upon the throne, there's no one that can stop what's going to happen. And so we see that with the lengths of the pandemic and that is really what it all is alluding to there. Just talking about, it goes on to the wedding feast of the Lamb, however, which is um, interesting. And, um, but the thing is, you know, when it talks about this, everyone maybe has to go through like um, an ongoing or inner shift of Babylonia, like coming out of Babylon bringing themselves out of the mentality of Babylon and into that of something of a higher nature, of a higher calling, right, to look back to Eden. So we talk about Zion and the Holy Hill. Um, so it's coming away from that. Um, and, and really, it kind of like takes for a conviction of the heart, a kind of like almost not a condemnation, but a condemnation maybe of that certain lifestyle, where you you have to that life has to die and end to be transformed into something new and better, um, and so here we go the wedding feast of the lamb. Then there came from the throne the sound of a voice saying, "Praise our God, all His servants and all people, both great and small, who worship Him." 
Then I heard what sounded like a large crowd, like the sound of a roaring waterfall, like loud peals of thunder, and I heard them say, Praise God, for the Lord our Almighty God is King. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us praise his greatness, for the time has come for the wedding of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself for it. She has been given clean, shining linen to wear. The linen is the good deeds of God's people. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Happy are those who have been invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And the angel added, These are the true words of God. And I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Don't do it. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brothers. All those who hold to the truth that Jesus revealed worship God. For the truth that Jesus revealed is what inspires the prophets. And so this is the whole point between, you know, what even um, here we hear. So this is like, um, obviously, Revelation. So we've got John, um, who is um, writing here. Um, and with the Holy Spirit, obviously, at that time, which permeates through all timelines. And so... As people go through this remembrance of who they are and who they're assigned to or who they should be assigned to, that is that wedding, that's the marriage with with God, um, with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Um, and so it's very important here that even John in this time, that John was given, given all these revelations, but even although John was given these huge revelations, John still almost uh, sinned by um, almost worshipping the angel that was there in front of him. And the angel says, don't do it. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brothers. So it's quite acceptable to understand that even as John was coming out of his own Babylonia, even as amazing as John was, he still had aspects of Babylon, of almost that kind of quite prostitution but almost that kind of like um sort of like sense of worshipping things that were lower than God um but obviously it's a little bit trickier because um you know obviously the angels are very much a God and even the world is so it's always tricky for people in general because the world is actually created by God and if God's everywhere and always with us then you know of course it's it's very likely um that you know, it's easy to get mixed up in in the world and uh, and forget to keep, like, um, you know, putting the um, the heavenly sort of stuff first in terms of like going beyond just what's seen and putting that first. That is true, but it is overcomable. It is possible, as we see here with John, who is so greatly evolved to the point where it's only like. You know, he's stopped worshipping things, but he's he's getting there. He's still got to kind of stop himself from, like, worshipping an angel and actually get on further to um, truly putting just God first. So we can see that it is an evolutionary and a progressive thing that occurs in terms of um, dying to the sin of Babylon and um, reinventing and reforming into the wedding feast of the actual lamb, which is always looking to the spiritual and, and going beyond the earth and so that's that today um however so why why then go out and plant actual physical seeds when it's all supposed to be of the spirit um to be honest with you it is just really in part of the role that i'm in so even the act of going into town of purchasing those of um letting them go out into nature and um, in other words like not holding to just the physical alone even that act in and of itself is part of the the greater role of of putting the spirit first and also the trust in God like how's this going to be utilized and will actually like how will it grow will it grow in that place um how is it going to be nurtured in that environment surrounding you know with tons of kind of people that could be visiting that area or whatever all these different things it's just an act of spiritual surrender and trusting God which leads further 
on into obviously how that manifests in the world but it's always as long as it's putting um the spirit first then you know um i would say it is okay to do such but i'm you know i'll keep continuing to pray about it as well so let's see I've got, yeah, we're brought here to the angels with the last plague. So obviously that <clears throat> alludes to um, the pandemic right now as well. Right, but let me get back to this. So I'm sewing in the spirit. Ah, right, okay, yes, right, here we go. So this is the New International Version. It's Galatians 6, 8. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit, there you go, will reap eternal life. So that's, it's it's all about intent. And so it's not just to like please like the flesh. It's in the spirit that it has been um, sown can be just a completely spiritual thing but even the intent of something that is um, spiritually sown in the physical um, like the planting of fruit if it is like that um, that is not just to please the flesh but is for a greater um, good and is under God's divine will to be done so therefore it is sowing in the spirit with the spirit then that is um, completely acceptable as well but obviously the main um, point in all of this is always to be reflected back to the spirit so even in the fact of doing it that way um, brings back that um, attention to the holy spirit and sowing in the spirit as being most important in other words god and looking to god um, and seeing the unity in everything as well victory over the world love one another is what i'm brought to here there okay so it's like that like if a rich person sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against his brother how can he claim that he loves god my children our love should not be just words and talk it must be true love which so shows itself in action so that's perfect and that's from 1 john 3 and um 17 so it's the fact that even oh, clearly i'm very very thankful for all the support that I have but I've seen me in times where I have been out and just thought wow you know if I were to live this way completely um a certain way you know it just it brings me to empathy on how it might be like particularly when I was out in the wilderness at how people must have to live off the land especially when people do come to a certain stage where they truly cannot uh, you know, they don't have the mark of the beast and they truly cannot buy and sell in the same ways. What do they do? <laughs> Are they just being fed upon the spirit? God is going to be providing for them. But it's through people making acts like this. Of course, God can do countless things more so than just a human being working in the flesh. Um, there's so much more in terms of like obviously the wind and and for seed dispersal you know and the lengths of like um, and even miraculous provision going beyond that but looking at the earth and like you know I just saw a bird going past like birds seed dispersing all this there's so much out there that God's already got um, under um, you know control in a, a godly sense that's out there for everybody but it's it's knowing that, you know, you're doing your part for and people that might be in a situation like, um, you know, just still out in the wilderness and not really knowing what to do, still kind of like um, seeking and finding. And I think it's just a really lovely um, thing to do, really loving, caring and, you know, knowing that, you know, as much as this can be done, then therefore it's not going to be long before anyone who might be in that situation will go before they can refine themselves with something not just nurturing um themselves in terms of like a flesh way for like food but something that says to them that god and people care about them 
and that is the kind of the main message that it, it kind of draws back to there interestingly enough i um was outside and thought has <laughs> been planked there exactly in front of this car on purpose it was just so godly and divine and it was like plant-based foods that um you know people or some kind of organization um was you know giving away free and i just thought that was just a really lovely um message and thing to do and it just that's just one of these <laughs> brought to the devil has sinned from the very beginning anyway um but that's just one of these very kind things so i'm going to go to this next part which i've seen here whoever sins is guilty of breaking god's law because sin is a breaking of the law you know that christ appeared in order to take away sins and that there is no sin in him so everyone who lives in union with christ does not continue to sin but whoever continues to sin has never seen him or known him let no one deceive you, my children. Whoever does what is right is righteous, just as Christ is righteous. Whoever continues to sin belongs to the devil, because the devil has sinned from the very beginning. And the Son of God appeared for this very reason, to destroy what the devil had done. Whoever is a child of God does not continue to sin, for God's very nature is in him, and because God is his Father, he cannot continue to sin. This is a clear difference between God's children and the devil's children. Anyone who does not do what is right or does not love his brother is not God's child. Well, I don't know what that's alluding to with regards to what I've just said, but it, it was what um, the Spirit was drawing uh, to there. So, um, who knows? But anyway... Um, hmm... I think I'm going to leave that there for just now. I'm not going to go any further with scripture. But there's tons there to really kind of like to delve into and to, to think about um, a little bit more. And so I'm going to see if I can get one of these um, blessings cards as well. <laughs> Talking about knocking in the spirit. Great to hear people knocking today that made me giggle but um anyway let's get to this so let's see knocking in the spirit the spirit made manifest so here we go it says being a praying woman okay so we can look at this as not just a woman clearly, a woman comes from man first and foremost. So this can be for anyone. Being a praying woman does not mean that you'll never have bad days. It means you are willing to find beauty even in the ugliest days. And on the back it says, hope in the Lord. Psalm 137. Now, it can be difficult. Sometimes we're brought to situations that it's kind of like it reminds me of you know St Paul's Cathedral um the story of the cat Faith the cat who had to climb the stairs and it reminds this reminds me of ascension in general like she did not she did not like climbing the stairs you know but once she got there and this is the feeling like once she got there it was really good it was really nice to be up there with the rector and sitting on her nice pillow and just being very comfortable and cosy. And so that's what it's what it's like. Um, you know, ascension sometimes means that we have to experience things um, that are part of the growing it's like going through to the the next level and when that occurs sometimes that next point might have us question like oh how can i do this like is this really possible like how can i possibly see this through and that's that walking in the faith it's like because you know it's like when we think of ascension if you imagine like climbing is like being able to trust 
your footsteps as you go up higher like it's not like on the ground where you can see in front of you it's like you don't know like in the clouds you know what's going to manifest above that next sort of level of clouds or whatever on the in the on the route up and it's dealing with whatever that is having faith in it and moving through and it's that again it's like the flying sort of sensation or the tension of like going through or going higher in the air and what that does to us on a physiological level even but it's just continuing to have faith and that you know everything leads to the goodness and like I have had to deal with some interesting situations like over oh the last couple of days um and it's because like you know I really have been putting a lot of my time in the spirit so with God and then all of a sudden have dealt with or brought back to very earthed circumstances like even the storage situation which I was telling you about and I don't just mean storage on my phone but yeah even storage on my phone was getting to a point where I had to like clear things on that and it's like I manifest so quickly it's like can I not just get a chance to just like sit in peace about all this um but anyway um so my phone you know I needed to be able to kind of like upload certain things so that I could like it's like form part of a contract type of thing and I couldn't even do that I couldn't even the, the main thing that I wanted to do aside from that wasn't the main thing it was actually like being able to like speak to my friend on um over the internet like through messenger I couldn't even do that because I couldn't get the app back on my phone due to storage situations and it was just like god was just not having it <laughs> like no matter what I did to try and like solve solve it it was like no it's like come back to me come back to me you're getting you know the, you're getting locked into all these manifestations which are wonderful but it's the type of manifestations and I need you to manifest something better and that requires more communion time with me more quiet time um and so I was like right I, I get it I get it and I prayed and I even got confirmation through someone else's um like video as well talking about you know unplugging coming offline and that's exactly what I was getting before. That's what it's all about. It's like needing for more communion. Um, this is a big thing in this time. Huge during the pandemic in particular. Because it's going to be a big test. So on this kind of like point where things can teeter-totter in terms of like how they go. Um, and we really need to kind of like not get ahead of God in such a time where we think that you know the pandemic is controlled in certain areas and it's having outbursts in certain other areas it's actually like um you know again not trying to go back to normal but it's trying to always put god as the the reset point the point of that we always go back to and like just check in like is this a right like way is this the right path and just making sure that it is and I decided really um that I would do that and I was having a conversation about it when I finally did get um, my storage on the phone not the other storage manifestational thing going on but anyway and um, the storage on my phone sorted I was able to upload um or download rather some apps today which allowed me to do a couple of things obviously speak with my friend over the internet and um, also to be able to start somewhat of the contract um, with something else that was going on. Now, um, in any case, obviously God doesn't want Babylon. <laughs> so we'll see how that all works out, goodness knows. Um, but uh, yeah, it always has to be putting God first so I decided this because like over the years not just as I say with these different things but over the years as I said in the conversation today with my friend it actually like um manifested things that for a little while like I didn't understand 
understand that level it's like whoa I've never really taken things as seriously as that before um which led me down to a different type of church and understanding more clearly like a different type of people um that weren't in the reformed church and that's what really actually helped me though uh, God uses everything for our good and for the good of all so it helped me to understand people that were in all the different churches because I always understood the reformed um and at the back of my head because we're all from we all have that catholic even if we're reformed we all have the catholic foundation set upon us that we have to lift up from um but you know that's going to be stagnant and at some point you're going to have to deal with it and you know it it did when I dealt with these things it allowed me to be able to like comprehend to be able to understand and uh, to be able to empathize with other people and like put back the whole together for the further reconciliation both inwardly and as well as obviously for the outward as well in terms of like the unity of all people now because of that kind of like tension of manifestation I'm talking about in the spirit even that's from the spiritual point of view I am very careful about how like I manifest because I now know what it is and I understand that level it helps me as I say to understand different people of different um, churches but you know have even more wisdom in the spirit about this so it's just really opened me up, made me like really like a lot more consciously aware um, about just how important <laughs> being centred and focused on on God is. Like I think I just seem to be like flying at uh, all the other times, just like really flying high no matter um, what. And you think that what I first had to really like consider well, why am I feeling this way about this situation? Oh, that is not God. That is, that is something else. When that occurred, it just, it helps you to kind of like focus in even further in clarity as well. But it, that is, you know, having that situation and manifesting certain things is what made me like really like focus in on the spirit even more so. So sometimes these things do like help us with turning points. I'm not going into any great detail because um, I think it's important just to kind of um, keep it high right now and not go too far in depth with all that. So I'm going to do one more of these blessing cards and I've got you are more precious than gold. I always thank my God for you and that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4 yeah that's what it's all about that is what you know that that idea of the fall of Babylon is all about it's about bringing people to the understanding that they're more precious than the outward and what they have to offer from the outside than the physical aspects of life in other words, in this case, more than gold, which is obviously seen by some as a highly prized earthen possession. And so, yeah, so we go from all these like really base groups. And, you know, when we talk about gold, we're talking about we're talking about a real earthen um, manifested thing. And so we, we look to rocks, we look to minerals and all these different kind of Things that come from the earth, from the flesh, from the ground, and the lower churches as the foundational churches, and then how they grow up in ascension into the Reformation and become fully reformed and refined into knowing that they themselves, so we ourselves, are more precious than gold. So that's what a lot of this is all about. Um, today I am obviously listening to Sky bark to pop in a way but yeah so I've I've done a few things spoken to my friend I've um sat with my um thoughts for a while I've prayed I think I need to do more time in prayer I have um gone to check on the fruit it more or less utilized that as a time of prayer and deeper communion 
and I'm back to it again today. So that's what's next. And yeah, we shall see what else there is to add to this, if anything, as we go. I'm now sitting at 33 minutes, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. And that's that for now. Well, so sometimes it's, you know, it's tricky to understand where it all comes from. Like the word was made flesh. So the Bible, oh Lord God, you know, everything is made flesh. And maybe that's why, you know, some of us with the Holy Spirit, have um had an aversion to that from an early stage to focus more on God and focus on the word that we are creating in the ascendancy um so the reformation becomes even more important <laughs> than ever because of this because now I'm seeing Wow, I'm seeing the links to the churches and to money that was given to a church that my friend talked about. Oh my goodness, and that's why. Oh my goodness. Thanks be to God for the Reformation. An ascendancy. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I found one of the blessing cards here. It says, thank you for being you. The Lord your God will bless you in all the work of your hands and your joy will be complete. Um, you know, that's the old part of the Old Testament. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go to say this verse. This word Deuteronomy um, and it is 1615. Did I, did I actually say that correct? I, goodness gracious. Anyway, um. Oh, I just had this open at a particular page as well, but it's, um, I was drawn to this um, part of the Bible and it is Jesus going into the temple. So we think of the temple as ourselves um, and our own, obviously, hearts and souls. Now, within me, consciously, subconsciously, I know, obviously, because we've read the Bible and it's ingrained in our society that it builds a world the way that the world is and God help us with that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> so we know things subconsciously, even if they're not a part of our choosing or of our of our kind of set um, choice. Um, so, you know, some of the things that happen in the Bible and that's talked about, we know it's in there, it's in the ether, it's in a scripture, but it's not necessarily what we would choose. And that's why I always say, you know, it's look beyond the scripture. Hebrews was a big thing this Easter. We have to look to the ascended churches. We have to look to the churches that are going into the Reformation and pushing people up and out into purification, into purity. And this is it here. It's just so important for the saving of people's souls and to keep them safe. We're in a pandemic right now, but there's nothing more important in terms of keeping us safe and appropriate than actually hearkening to the Holy Spirit. And here's why. Jesus goes to the temple. And so this is what my friend um, drew me to, to look at after the Holy Spirit took me through all of these um, other scriptures earlier on. So this is going to be an addition um, to the podcast um, it was almost time for the Passover festival, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. There in the temple, he found men selling cattle, sheep and pigeons, and also the money changers sitting at their tables. So he made a whip from cords and drove all the animals out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He overturned the tables of the money changers and scattered their coins. And he ordered the men who sold the pigeons Take them out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that the scripture says, My devotion to your house, O God, burns in me like a fire. My devotion to your house, O God, burns in me like a fire. My devotion to your house, O God, burns 
in me like a fire. We are the houses of God. We are the temple. And so we have to have this devotion to ourselves, to God's house, to our temple. Um, we must have, first of all, the devotion to God and then to ourselves and then to see each other in that way. And that's what's changing. That's what the pandemic's changing. As people talk talk about getting back to normal or trying to throw money at churches, it will not change the fact that God is going to be really angry. <laughs> so we need to be very careful because, you know, the devotion to the house burns like a fire inside and God can do so much. I mean, earlier on, I had no idea where all this was coming from. Um, but I felt, you know, like a hunger today. And it's like I was eating, you know. It's just really strange. It's like just all of a sudden, like this hunger. And I'm like, what is going on? And, um, you know, I know that I'm giving birth in like in the spirit and in what I'm doing. And there's so many things on the go. So I know that that's part of it, like the sewing in the spirit and then therefore maybe that energy physiologically is making me want to like actually consume not just of the spirit, but actually physically. So I'm like, what is going on with all of that? But that in itself could be this devotion as well to the house and in just the physiological like design upon my body, like how it's impacting it at this time in particular. Now, the Jewish authorities in this time, they replied with a question. So we're going back to John and this comes from John 2 and it's from 13. And what you heard there was all the way down to 16, but I've taken obviously 17 to be most prominent. Now we're going to 18. The Jewish authorities replied with a question. What miracle can you perform to show us that you have the right to do this? 19. Jesus answered, Tear down this temple and in three days I will build it again. 20. Are you going to build it again in three days? They asked him. It has taken 46 years to build this temple. 21. But the temple Jesus was speaking about was his body. So when he was raised from death, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and what Jesus had said. Seven o'clock, the divine rest in Christ. So this has already happened. We know that Jesus gave his life for us and instead of going through the same, all we need to do is have that belief. Now, for me in particular, I've never gone through that in any great sense or any specific way. Now, when I talk about these things, uh, you know, something came to mind. It was like um, this song called Misunderstood. So it's important to be understood that I'm thankful I've never actually had this kind of like two-way bartering about anything. Everything for me it has been natural. The only kind of like projects and things in particular, well, I suppose there's been a lot of different projects I have been involved in, but again, all completely with the Holy Spirit, all of God and led in that way. Um, so completely pure. But sometimes because we're of Jesus, we might be in and around things that we don't know that are there that we need to sanctify and that we need to help to save people from that we are seemingly in and around, we don't know that it's to do with that or this until it becomes to, un, you know, it comes, it unfolds, if you like, and then you realise the scriptures kind of like becoming clearer. So for me today, I received, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be honest here, I was really quite excited, I was not excited, but you know what I mean, like happy. So I was happy to receive this email from, um, obviously, um, the estate I'm previously from, even although I manifested all that with everything and um, moving out of there for whatever is going on and whatever's going on with that. Anyway, it just became more apparent to me. I received an email with regards to it and it's, you know, it is business-like, but 
for me, it's not about business. And that is the main point. Like, that's what happened. That's the turnaround. Like, I was there about God, but that was already about a business. Do you know what I mean? So it it had gone into um, that kind of like realm, whereas the estate to me is about God. It's about pureness. But, you know, it is a business that is going on there. So when I first moved out there, I was like renting from there and um, all the rest of it as well. But I knew that obviously I was supporting something, but I never thought about these things before, like, um, how it talks, you know, Jesus talks about all this um money changing and like obviously like in the marketplace. I never even thought of that was like a sin or anything. I just thought that's part of life. Like that's what happens uh in some cases, in some places. And um for whatever reason that might be. Now obviously when the place first started up, um, you know, we we have links to the first clan um as well, which is the Huntley clan. Now Huntley had that um in terms of inheritance. So it, w- it wasn't a bought or a purchase or a business venture for that clan um that we were we are well our clans linked to right from the beginning. So again that was of God, do you know what I mean? So it's pureness. However, for whatever reason as things went on um, I think they did like start to work with like timber and things like that. I don't know how like Huntley went. Um, we'll just kind of like stop it kind of there because we want to be respectful as well. But obviously, um, they did eventually start to kind of like go into some sort of type of business. Maybe that is just the way that the world progressed. And I think it was with regards to like the trading of the timber there at the time, which is still something that's ongoing actually is a part of the estate. Now, people who are in the world, whether they are Christian or not, think that's normal because that's what we know. That is the way the world has gone. But um, as I say, for me, knowing that I was drawn there by God, even although it was supporting um, people that were already there or the place that was there in any case, um, yeah, I, I knew that there was more to it than that. And so when it became evident that that's what God was doing, it's like, what am I supposed to be doing here? And how did I go about this, God? What on earth? Um, so that's a very interesting point. It's it's things that we don't often think about. It's just a more kind of a pure kind of like um intention. So um the intention there for me is that is where God's called me to and that's it. Um that's it, really. So it's the same as uh I suppose as, as Jesus says here, and we said about four or five times, so um my devotion to your house, oh God, burns in me like a fire. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's very, very interesting. The temple Jesus was speaking about was his body. But when he speaks about it too, he's speaking to us in the future that, you know, there's a devotion there to his temple, to God. Um, But God has that same devotion and that same... Um, what would you call it? Eagerness about us, about each of us, um, because we belong to God. So we have to be really careful. When I talked about sowing in the spirit and sowing to reap for the flesh or the spirit, we have to be so, so careful. We really do. I don't know, you know, why that has come about so prominently over the last day to two days, I really do not know. I really don't know. But there's definitely a call to really think about this. I guess it's in alignment with the pandemic. But, you know, as sovereign going through this, being really close to God, being called up in that way, it's becoming more evident to me, specifically, like, um, <laughs> right... And what's next? And how to because 
it is the way that people want to go back to normal. So there are people with businesses and I keep hearing things like this, like for instance, the other day there, this person was on the TV and they were talking about how, you know, um, oh, golfing and all the rest of it. Well, golfing's going to be down now because 75% of our golfers are Americans that come over. And it was funny because my friend was saying as well, look, you're never going to, you may never let Americans back in. And I'm like, it's not a personal thing with regards to nations. It is just to keep people safe in this time with regards to the pandemic. But linking that all in, someone was saying, oh, 75% of his customers are actually Americans that come over to play golf in Scotland. And so you could see um, some of the links in terms of how the pandemic, which is God, God's will, um, which has turned into a virus that nobody can really control. So it's like, well, God's just going to do what God is going to do uh, until we actually get it. It's not about people coming to play golf. It's not about business. You need to get it right. It's about putting God first. Now, I've had this as well, like um, with regards to storage of my bits and pieces of my things right because obviously like I'm coming out of that um of the worldliness of everything and I'm like I have the fear of God I've got the love and the fear of God it's not like I don't like yes I could make that choice but it would be hell to pay and I'm not I like I just I can like I just fear the Lord so much and um have that devotion I understand that devotion and so you know that's important for the people too like to lead people up and out in the right way that protects them as well. It's good for them. So with that in mind, like I can understand the bigger picture because some people just haven't had their eyes open despite the fact we're in a worldwide pandemic. They just don't get it. Um, And it is understandable because a lot of us are coming out of a, a type of sleep, if you like. It's like you're awakening to actually what the world's been all about, what you have been part of, but you didn't plan for it. You didn't, you know, the person that's talking about, um, you know, one, uh, all these customers and how it's impacting that, maybe doesn't even realise what they're actually saying or understand, like, what's going on. You know, some people are still really very much asleep, like they haven't woken up. So, yeah, anyway, um, but others are just starting to put pieces of the puzzle together, like how their lives were, like, embroiled in the worldliness, you know, and what they actually, what part they performed in it, even when they didn't, like, intend that, they just thought, well, that's the world, and this is kind of, like, fun or whatever. So, I've got Jesus' knowledge of human nature is next. While Jesus was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in him as they saw the miracles he performed, but Jesus did not trust himself to them because he knew them all. There was no need for anyone to tell him about them because he himself knew what was in their hearts. (laughs) Yes, it's true. That's true. So here we come to this, and it's like. suppose you could you could kind of like really um link this to the understanding like here we have come to John 4 Jesus and the Samaritan woman and we're just going to look over this and it also talks again about um I'm going to talk about reaping and sowing again in a minute or two sowing and reaping and this is going to be important when I talk about this as well, because even the scripture is like sowing and reaping all the time. We have to be so careful. Um, right. 
Okay, so it says here, a Samaritan woman, and this is John 4, so it's chapter 4, verse 7. A Samaritan woman came to draw some water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. Well, hang on a second. His disciples were going to buy food. Anyway, that's this version. The woman answered, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. So how can you ask me for a drink? Jews will not use the same cups and bowls that Samaritans use. Anyway, Jesus answered, if only you knew what God gives and who it is that is asking you for a drink. You would ask him and he would give you life-giving water. Sir, the woman said, you haven't got a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get that life-giving water? It was our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well. He and his sons and his flocks all drank from it. You don't claim to be greater than Jacob, do you? Jesus answered, Whoever drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring which will provide him with life-giving water and give him eternal life. So all you need to do is ask. Pray in the Spirit, the Lord works, knock. And I'm going to go on to the next part. Go and call your husband, Jesus told her. And come back. I haven't got a husband, she answered. Jesus replied. You are right when you say you haven't got a husband. You have been married to five men. And the man you live with now is not really your husband. You have told me the truth. I see you are a prophet, sir, the woman said. My Samaritan ancestors worshipped God on this mountain. But you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where we should worship God. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the time will come when people will not worship the Father either on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans do not really know whom you worship, but we Jews know whom we worship because it is from the Jews that salvation comes. But the time is coming and is already here when by the power of God's spirit people will worship the father as he really is offering him the true worship that he wants God is spirit and only by the power of his spirit can people worship him as he really is the woman said to him I know that the Messiah will come, and when he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus answered, I am he, I who am talking with you. At that moment, Jesus' disciples returned, and they were greatly surprised to find him talking with a woman. But none of them said to her, What do you want? or asked him, Why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went back to the town and said to the people there, come and see the man who told me everything I have ever done. Could he be the Messiah? So they left the town and went to Jesus. 
In the meantime, the disciples were begging Jesus, Teacher, have something to eat. But he answered, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So the disciples started asking among themselves, could somebody have brought him food? My food, Jesus said to them, is to obey the will of the one who sent me and to finish the work he gave me to do. Thanks be to God. (laughs) Yep.